Good evening. Zar here. Can you hear me? Will you listen? And so we're going to continue talking about cursing because that's the subject for this month. This is a subject for fall and for October. Happy Halloween. We're going to have a little bit of red wine and talk about cursing or hexing, which is more like probably the uh, proper term for it. And it's a cool 95 degrees in Arizona inside because when it gets cool on the outside, it's still hot on the inside. The heat really sticks in the buildings and in the pavement. So you're going to hear my fan, you're going to hear my uh, air conditioning, and you're going to hear my wine glass. And a sip or two, cheers to you. Have a cup of coffee, tea, wine, or a beer. Because we're going to further talk about the subject of hexing. And, and uh, I can see why people really don't like witches. You know, even in our modern day and age, people still... They still hunt us witches. They really don't like us. And you know what? I'll hand it to you. You shouldn't like us. Because you know why? Because we're good at manipulating energy. And if we want to F your world, we can. And I'll give you some examples here. Not that I haven't experienced my own, you know, witches. We're used to it. We have things that backfire on us. A lot of it involves clients. Because clients don't know what they're doing. And, you know, it's part of the territory. But, like, for example, I had just been thinking about this chick, too. Because, you know, I've been in the witch closet for most of my life, and for good reason. Where I live, though, there aren't a lot of people that... I mean, I could say... I could say in my area, it's an affluent area, I'm probably one of the only witches around. Like real, live, root working witches. Like I am the real deal. It was real funny, by the way, when I put myself on Etsy for the first time. That people were like, oh, you're the real thing. And I'm like, well, yeah. Didn't expect that, did you? Because I think people on Etsy think that 90% of the witches on there are fake and they are. <laughs> I also was the top paid root worker on Etsy for a good consecutive year making 10k to 12k per month until they shut me down by the way laughs shits and giggles all the way of course we're not gonna say that yet because it's not christmas time yet or yule in my world but so let's just say i've been in the witch closet for most of my life considering the area that i live in i grew up in a very uh you know, rural hometown, though, which, of course, gave me the experiences that I have. I'm also a medium, so I have clairvoyant capabilities, let's just say that. But as my, you know, my young adolescent in mid-30s, um, I was a normal, pretending to be a normal person, which was quite difficult. It's, you know, what it's like when you're in the closet. Well, same thing for the witches, okay? Just so you know. So I'm a huge supporter of the LGBTQ plus crowd because, you know what, it ain't easy. Cheers to you tonight.
And by the way, let's go back to the subject. So I've been a normal person, supposedly, most of my life, in the closet, which closet that is. And, uh, you know, my grandparents are my main influencers in my life, right? We're Mayan magicians. We are Latin, Latinas, right? Latins, Latinos. That's the kind of practitioners we are. But, you know, we teach and I have been taught restraint. You don't practice a lot. You practice for your own safety and your own good, etc. As far as casting on others, this is the other category that is the um, controversial one that everybody wants to hear about, right? Casting on others isn't something that we do. So like today's world, people on which talk or online acting like they're all badass about it. Um, No, that's really not how it works. We're taught to practice restraint. It's only in extreme situations that you do such things. Meaning, in my world, you have to really anger me for me to cast on you. Like, like literally put a physical working together and actually do it. That's to 100% do the petition to the, to the, um, preparation to the burn to the bearing which are the steps to casting by the way it takes a lot for me to actually follow through on a full casting by the way because castings are steps are processes to manifest things into the physical 3d world basically it's an upscale i call it the upscale way of manifesting which i know about because that's what i do so for me to actually cast on someone else is a chore. I find it depleting on my energy, a waste of time, and also because I focus on myself, not not others. But let's just say there have been those people in my life that made my life difficult to the point to where I've done it. Because I know restraint and I know that certain only certain situations call for that you uh one of them is if someone is threatening your financial well-being that's a good reason for you to cast against them baneful magic that is as we're discussing hexing back in the day when i was a normal little insignificant nothing in this planet which is why witches stay in the broom closet because a covert witch is a much more effective one than a one that's out in the open pretending to be all of that in the bag of chips right remember that the jerry springer of witches is not a real practitioner the one that looks all dolled up and sexy and wears a little pointed hat with her like lingerie is not a witch by the way just so you know Back in the day, it was actually hard to find us. You had to know someone to know someone. And of course, being involved in secret underworld societies, we were certainly not out in the open. Those of us that were hired as such, the real ones that were fine to not brag about our involvement. So I had a normal job otherwise. I worked in the beauty biz for a long, long time. Being a clairvoyant psychic in that world is very strange, by the way. 
and this one girl I had rented these two young women I had rented space from it's good old sunny Scottsdale Arizona the snotsville of the world I, it's like the underarm it's the bowel movement of LA wannabes let's just say that and this little bitch from Utah thought she could bully me one day Um, this location is where I was renting space. I was paying them cash, right? Most of the time to help them out, right? Um, which still got back to the U.S. government, by the way, because I still pay taxes on that. Um, so, because I claim all my earnings, but, um, I had just been late a couple days. It was, it was because I wasn't feeling well. And what I was at the location, they were not present. The two girls that I was renting from, they were basically like business partners. Neither of them was there, so I really couldn't hand them the rent money because neither of them were there. So I thought, well, the next time I'm there, they'll be there. So supply is going on maybe the third day of the month. This little hoe bag tries to cop attitude with me, trying to treat me like I'm being delinquent or something like that, which I don't do. And I told her, well, I had clients reschedule. I'll be here at such and such time. Of course, I had a client that was supposed to come in at one o'clock. She rescheduled at one thirty, And I thought, if this chick says she's going to be there from such and such time, um, you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll be there. I'll have to say, I have the cash right in an envelope for her. I can hand it right to her. So I, I think, yeah, it was actually 15 minutes. It's like 1.15, the client moved to 1.30. And I thought, okay, so I got there around 1.20 because there was actually traffic, which I wasn't planning on because that normally doesn't happen. I was like walking in right at 1.30 and told my client, the traffic is bad. She was like, yeah, yeah, it is. This was an um, extremely upscale client that I had, by the way. This client was someone who was doing um, interior design for the Ritz-Carlton that's coming up in our area or had been at the time. And this little hoe bag, blonde chick from Utah, fake blonde by the way, which is fine, we're all bottled blondes here in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, it's not a big deal. And uh, she walked in and barged in my room as I had just walked right in. I was going to just tell my client, I'm gonna give her the rent real quick and I'll let you lay down because I do lash extensions and skincare at the time. I was the number one top uh, lash extensionist in the area before it became a thing. So this little hoe bag barges in my room and is like, where's your rent? And she's all ghetto because she's half, I don't know, she's like, she thinks she's half black. Like she acts, like she talks like that, even though she's from Utah. And I just told her, it's here. And she's like, I've been waiting here. And I go, yeah, my client rescheduled. And all the times I've been here in the past two days, you haven't been here. So... I figured that whenever I saw you, I'd give it to you. It's not like I was being delinquent. Railroad ripped it right out of my hand. And even my client noticed who is an upscale person who uh, is an interior designer for Ritz Carlton. Okay. She knows what she's doing and she knows what it's like to work for upscale. She looked at me and she's like, wow, that was really rude. And I go, it was. I go, because she asked, she was acting like I was trying to avoid paying rent and I wasn't. And she was like, that was really rude. And I go, yeah, you know, I think I might have to find a different space to rent because like, I don't care, but Scottsdale has gone downhill. Like people are very like, 
ghetto. It's, it's hard to find like people who know how to speak well and know how to you know speak to people they don't have manners or continental so she was like yeah and i just said it's just so hard to find decent rent because also everybody and their brother thinks they can be a landlord and make buttloads of money off of us practitioners like the rents for salon space is ridiculous the greed in that area in this area that i'm in is horrible you can't make a living anymore because you not only have to pay for salon rent or brick and mortar rent, but you also pay for home rent and your car payment. You basically don't have any money to live on, much less pay for your taxes, which is the reason why I left the business because of, of course, the corona, and there's no sense in me getting sick off people who don't want to be vaccinated or wear masks because it's, it's like fighting an avalanche. No point in doing that. So this girl pissed me off and I was like that was real rude she basically could have really pissed off my upscale client which by the way when you have an upscale client like that in a place where I live in you treat them like gold that person actually uh she's also a very nice person very humble and I treat her like gold because she is I, she treats me with respect and I treat her with the utmost respect because I know she's a source of other clients because people like that only send you good clients so I felt like for her to treat me like that in front of my client was extremely embarrassing and it made her um, space in her salon look really really bad because not only was my client a potential client for her she could have also ruined my relationship with my client because clients like, like that who are very upscale will leave you if, if they are very um, snooty patootie they will leave you based on that but this lady is very smart and savvy and was telling me that was rude. That was extremely rude. And so I went home and I did some casting on this little hoe. I did a stuff you as in shut the fuck up spell. And every time you have something to say about me, you're going to vomit profusely. Well, as it turned out, she tried to marry this other boy who was, I think he was half Hispanic and half black um nice kid but too young and let's just say their wedding ceremony turned out to be a big old haystack show and she got pregnant with this guy and she was vomiting so bad she couldn't even speak and it i actually even bound her prosperity because i was like oh you're gonna affect my prosperity how about if i bound you 10 times 10 well, I bound her prosperity and she had to quit the salon business and she had to go into some kind of like mortgage company business that she was working with. Luckily, a friend helped her out. But I did see the effects of my baneful magic quite fast after that because, yeah, shortly after that, she became pregnant and she was a big old train wreck. She had that severe nausea, the kind that you can't even look sideways without feeling like you're going to throw up. Not that I would ever wish that on anyone because I have endometriosis and I get that every month anyway. Um, but her pregnancy was quite miserable also because she's type 1 diabetes. Um, and her child, I believe, is just, is just fine. But she did have to quit the business because it's like, okay, that's what you get. So I did see results of my casting. Uh, people are going to say, how do you know? Well, because that's what happened um, shortly after. 
Sometimes a casting like that can take up to six months to eight months to have an effect, but it lasts. Also, that will be her last pregnancy that she will ever have, which is probably going to be better for her and her body because, you know, you know, liver and kidneys can only take so much when it comes to pregnancy on someone who has a illness. But um, that definitely took effect very quickly because I had the right to do so. So this is also a reminder to everyone out there to, you know, be respectful to people because you just never know. And that was like my case in point to talk about like, does hexing really work and how does it work and why does it work? Well, you have to have reasons why to do that in the first place. And lucky for me, we're only 15 minutes in and if I still have your attention, the main reasons why you can hex someone is if they threaten you physically, they threaten your prosperity, they threaten your family, or they sabotage you, much like a narcissist would. Someone at work who tries to entrap you, say you've got a court case and you're innocent and you need help. It's very, a very okay time to ask for help, to ask for bindings for a return to senders or for straight up good old hexing, okay? Because the other guy who's gonna F you over doesn't care. Much like a narcissist, they don't have a problem taking advantage of you. Also being taken advantage of in many different ways is also a good time to hex somebody. And little do my clients know that if you found me a year ago and I did some baneful magic on you and if you think that I've forgotten about the work that I've done for you or the people that I've worked on for you, I haven't because I do periodically check social media and look at them. Which is the reason why I don't do a lot of this. Of course, I've been hired professionally by many bigger companies to do such things. So when I do work for the general public, I don't take a lot of it. It has to be, you know, warranted. It has to be like, what is the reason for it? And are you really telling me the truth? But I've worked for a lot of clients and I've been wronged in many ways. I've had several have instantaneous results. I know that some of them feel they don't have results yet. But just know that it's coming. That energy, once it sticks on, is often like that time, you know, that you see on the news. Someone tries to rob the bank and it's got that fluorescent, invisible ink or powder it tracks them everywhere they go hexing is a lot like that I've also seen innocent people be hexed and I'm pretty sure it's happened to me during the times when I was not active Like you can be a practitioner and, and be inactive right? you know your stuff you're constantly studying your reading as it is but let's just say you're not active as far as actively casting actively conjuring you're not actively talking to spirit um, all of the time and you can get effed up inadvertently or even something in the spirit realm can try to attack you because they can just know it's kind of like when you walk by a um a restaurant, you know what kind of restaurant it is. You know, if it's a fast food restaurant or a Mexican or or a grocery store, just by looking at it. And so a lot of practitioners like me spend most of their time casting to protect themselves from the uh, underworld, not the 
3D reality. So there have been times when, yes, I have had to cast to protect myself from the 3D people, but most of it's been the unseen realm, actually, which is also another subject people don't talk about. They don't talk about the reason why most witches back in the day practiced was to protect themselves from the underworld, the psychic world, the astral realm, the aliens, the demons, the duendes, the abnormal spirits, odd things that come through. That's the reason why most practitioners practiced, actually. And they would oftentimes also protect themselves from attack from outsiders, yes. But it was never necessarily against specific individuals until modern day. And now it's become the thing. Witches are very focused on being the biggest and the baddest and letting everyone know and also attacking people in 3d more often than anything else and the thing is they they don't realize that every time they do that they're weakening themselves it takes a lot of energy that's another thing i was wanting to talk about even doing love spells because it's manipulative magic when you work for someone it's very draining it's exhausting there are times when i've had to sleep two days in a row because i'm drained when you do baneful magic and you know that you've done a good job, you're going to feel exhausted. You're going to have dark circles. It's going to affect you. And people don't realize the impact that it has on someone when they're hiring someone. They also need to realize the seriousness of it. Just like all those love spells you casted, those love spells are still there and they just, they simply just do not just go away. They're always there, by the way. Even if your so-and-so doesn't come back, it's still affecting them and it's still in their auric field and the thing that you decide to do is to cut that energy loose if you want to move on because it will keep fouling your life up if you try and move on without cutting those ties which can take several if you've done several love type castings by the way and the thing about people is the general public which are a bunch of dodos, if you ask me, is because they can't see the unseen realm. They don't even know if it really exists. The only thing they know is they want to see what they want to see in the 3D realm and they want it now. And when it doesn't manifest now, to them, it doesn't exist. And that is the blockheads that I work for most of the time, unless I'm working for the, uh, you know, the other let's just say the larger groups that I've worked for that understand truly what's going on. But the general public think out of sight, out of mind when sorry bitches, that's not the case. You casted 15 love spells on your so-and-so who isn't around. By the way, the energy's still hanging out. And by the way, that's still making things crazy. And by the way, if you don't maintain that work, it'll start to work against you. But they don't see that because they can't see the unseen realm. They just think, well, it's not here. It's not happened. It's not working. Oh, honey, it's working on you and that person. Because by the way, not only was your person worked on, your target, but you were also because you were involved in that casting. And the spirit realm is real finicky. And if you decide not to keep up your castings, 
they can take that energy and they can fuck up your life and do all kinds of things that you would never expect. Why? Because unseen energy and archons love to toy with people. They love dramatic relationships. They enjoy scaring you to death. They love putting all those negative thoughts into your head. All those paranoid thoughts that you have about your so-and-so cheating on you. Those obsessive thoughts that you have that don't ever go away. Those are archons. If you don't know what that is, maybe you should learn something. They love to drop in those negative thoughts. I love my man so much or my woman so much and all they could do is cheat on me. And all you do is think, 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 think. And do you know that your thoughts become things? Haven't you heard that before? You keep that stuff up and you keep manifesting the more of the same. This is why I have a really hard time working with clients whose mindset's really negative. No matter how much I tell them, you're going to have to turn that train around. It's really hard to turn a crashing train around, by the way. Every negative thought you have powers that train to go faster. And if it's a negative thought and it's the opposite thought of what you want, well, guess what? You're making your castings your own curse. Did you know that? Did you understand what that meant? That just because you made, you cast a love spell doesn't mean your love spells can't become your own curse? Did you ever realize that? You didn't? Well, I'm telling you that's what's happening. And if you don't do some uncrossings or some cord cuttings, then you probably need to do several for every one that you did cast for every love spell then the next relationship will be just as dramatic or just as unfulfilling as the one before that. That's also the same that happens when you have multiple sex partners, by the way, because an overactive sacral chakra is a misused and abused sacral chakra, and it doesn't appreciate that, by the way, and it also confuses your brain and your heart. You can't think straight, and you make more bad decisions, basically. It all works together. There's several factors involved in this. And people don't think about that. You think that being a witch means I got a candle. Oh, and by the way, it's really stupid. I see a lot of little wannabes on TikTok. They're like on TikTok or Instagram or even Etsy. And they have like a little chime candle. A little weenie sausage. And you think you're going to make a big, big love spell out of that? It's like... So you have things like a BB gun and a shotgun and a 57 Magnum and an automatic weapon. And in the root worker world, the spellcasting world, you also have those variations equivalent to magic castings, by the way. And if you think that being a witch means you just take a candle, you rub some oil on it, put some herbs on it, put some flowers by it and you light it up and it makes you all powerful. No, that is really nothing compared to the connections that we have with the spirit realm. So when we tell you love castings are hard to manifest, you better effing believe it. And when we tell you better keep that work up, you better believe it. And you better be rich because you know why? that's a lot of work that's like three or four days out of my life focusing energy for you do you know that most of you are so ungrateful to even appreciate that to begin with 
ungrateful attitudes is also not appreciated by the spirit realm and it's also something that you know you don't want to irritate them either I don't want to irritate them myself I'm always checking in saying hey are we okay here what do I need to do a lot of times they're telling me you need to take a break I'm like okay taking a break means I do other things to make money okay so a lot of you loser people you 3d reality reality people who don't understand the unseen world and you just think oh these witches they're just trying to make money i did two spells that didn't work and now they're telling me to do more and it's just because they just want to make money no actually yeah we want to make money you know why because stuff's expensive to put together and our time effort and energy all the hours we put into it would you like to go to work for three days and not get paid pretty sure you'd be pretty upset if you went to your place of work and worked for three days for free and didn't get paid wouldn't you yeah so that 250 dollars that you're paying me is really effing nothing compared to the energy that i'm spending people don't understand that there's a price to pay every time every time and you think that your love spells aren't working well they are but if you don't keep it up, even if you aren't, even, even if you can't afford it, say you do a few professional castings, you really are on board with what you're really wanting. That's another thing people don't often know what they even effing want to begin with. But let's say you're a person that actually knows what they want, but you might have a small budget. That's fine. Because I offer my clients options like well, you can buy a spell kit or a candle and continue your work and actually putting your own energy in with my work is quadruple or triple or six times the energy, 10 times the energy, that's even better. But do you know that only a few of them have done that and most of them haven't kept it up? Because why? Because they're lazy. Also that boils down to, oh, I don't really wanna be responsible for my situation. I want you to be responsible for it. And when things don't work out, I want you to be the blame. Mm -mm. No. Did you know that when you hire a witch or a root worker, spellcaster, that you're responsible for 50% of the manifestation because it's your life and because it's your 3D reality and also we're not responsible for the dumb stuff you might be saying to your partner. Like fighting with your partner annoying your partner, texting too much, sleeping with them too soon when we've told you to not do that and you do it anyway and you screw things up, we're not to blame. You're also to blame. Which also then also leads to the reason why I offer sessions, counseling sessions. I'm a licensed hypnotist. I have coping skill capabilities for you, relationship coaching as well. And... I suggest you do that because a lot of you hot-headed people don't know how to handle people. I recommend books for you to read. I can guarantee you that most of you aren't reading the books that I recommend, books that have been around for a very long time, whatever your situation may be. I mean, bitching about, I can't manifest love, I can't manifest money, I can't manifest success. Well, I recommend you some books, and I'm sure that most of you aren't reading them. And if you are, are you reading them fully? Are you taking responsibility for your own life, actions, decisions, and thoughts? And how you're speaking about yourself and others. 
that's also a big big subject that goes along with it do you see how complex things get do you see how a deep of a rabbit hole this becomes much further than you ever thought correct So anyhow, I guess I'll have to continue this for another, another time because I don't want to go over my 30 minutes because for one, I need more listeners and for two, I don't want to bore anyone. And perhaps next time I'll talk about more cases on the effects of hexing, including my own. And maybe I'll, after that, I'll go into what can be done to remedy the problems once you feel you have been hexed. But for now, thank you for listening. We're coming toward the end of September. And all I can say is we cannot wait for October. Happy October. And uh, take care. Bye-bye.